From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and you're listening to The Topical, a daily podcast that brings you all the news you need to know. It's just like TV news, but a little quieter, slower, and much more self-aggrandizing. Some exciting promotional news before we jump in. The Onion is offering a special one-time-only deal for topical listeners who are also political junkies. For only a one-time payment of $79.99, The Onion will tell you who wins the 2020 presidential election. Put your worries to bed over whether or not your candidate of choice will be the next commander-in-chief by finding out their fate right now at the affordable price of $79.99. You'll be surprised to find out who the winner is. Or maybe you won't. There's only one way to find out. The offer expires in 48 hours and all purchases are final. Once purchased, participants also agree to be locked away in an undisclosed location with no contact with friends or family until November 4th, 2020. Visit www.theonion.com backslash tellmewhowinsgoddammit to participate in this special deal. Back with today's top story right after this. Today, the vice president is under major scrutiny after a White House whistleblower leaked thousands of Mike Pence prayers asking God for political favors. The transcripts detail a myriad of prayer requests from Pence, like asking God to burden the VP's political foes with narrow-hipped daughters and a lust for salted foods. Critics say the prayers represent a clear attempt by Pence to strong-arm Jesus Christ for personal and political gain, but the White House was defiant in a press conference today. Part of the vice president's job is to sometimes have tough and complex communications with world leaders, including the Almighty himself. Political reporter Dirk Mullins joins us now with more. Hi, Dirk. Hi, Leslie. Dirk, you've been up all night going through the 23,000 pages of leaked prayers from Pence. So what can you tell us about this whistleblower's leaks? Yeah, the whistleblower released 18 months worth of Pence's prayer requests. Mm. And the trove of documents paint a picture of a man who is reaching out to God on a near hourly basis to spite his political opponents with a soft-heeled shoe so their gait grows slovenly or or with hymns at an up-tempo beat so their thoughts grow unpure, to name a few. You said hourly? Yeah, it's shocking. Sometimes the prayers stretch throughout the day into the evening. Take, for instance, the day of June 6th, 2019. On that day, Pence was in an intense and impassioned prayer session between 7 a.m. and 11.30 p.m. This is when he asked the Lord to strike all 400-plus Democratic congressional members with a desire to partake in sexual intercourse with their spouses for reasons other than reproduction. Wow, now people are saying that one particular target of the vice president's prayers was Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who's a rising candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination and routine critic of Pence. Right. Most are pointing to the 500 or so various prayers targeted at the South Bend mayor as the strongest case for abuse of power. For example, ever since Buttigieg announced his presidency, Pence has started his day with a request that God make Buttigieg stay up past 7 p.m. on weeknights so he becomes weak and short-tempered on the campaign trail. Hmm. The transcripts show that he also puts in nightly requests that God send down his most muscular angel to lure Buttigieg's husband Chasten into thoughts of infidelity. The transcripts also seem to be riddled with personal requests, too. I see one right in front of me where he takes 15 minutes to ask God to give him whiter hair, mm-hmm. and then the next day spends a full eight hours pleading with God to give him the rapture for his 60th birthday. Yeah, sometimes the prayers just deviate into the personal side of things for Pence, like him praying for the strength to say no to a second glass of milk, or the strength to hold his wife Karen's hand. And how do people think the whistleblower got a 
hold of these transcripts. Many are speculating it could be any one of the aides that tucks him in at night, but no one can say for sure. You know, one thing that stuck out to me was that the transcripts made it pretty obvious that Pence and God seemed pretty close. Right. I did a quick search on all of the transcripts and found that Pence referred to God in formal terms like our Heavenly Father or Lord Jesus about 340 times, but in a whopping 1,850 instances, he referred to the Almighty as just Dad. Mm, we'll keep an eye on that as the story progresses. OPR's Dirk Mullins. Thank you, Dirk. Thank you. The United States Postal Service once again finds itself attempting to stay viable in the mail delivery service game. The agency released a new ad this week touting their mail delivery services as the number one choice for American kidnappers, saying that no other major shipping company can deliver as many fingers to victims' parents as part of ransom negotiations as the USPS can. Here's a clip from the new commercial. When you need to guarantee your ransom demands are met, USPS guarantees that your victim's finger, toe, or ear will get there on time, every time. We're joined by OPR reporter Alan Potts. Alan, what is the USPS hoping for with this new ad campaign? Well, the USPS wants to stand out as the go-to service for those who need to extort a wealthy family. For years now, the USPS has seen competitors like Amazon chip away at their customer base, but the mail delivery agency thinks the country's abductors is a niche group they can latch on to. Even so, kidnappers still have to find time to travel to the post office. Well, the USPS is combating that by letting you print labels at home, which they point out in the new ad. Print all your labels at home, so all you have to do is leave the boxed up body parts at the doorstep for our mail delivery professionals to pick up. With USPS, evading surveillance cameras and suspicion have never been easier. Now, USPS Postmaster General Megan Brennan told me that the agency's flat rate boxes, which come in at $15.99 for up to 20 pounds of flesh, were most popular with kidnappers. Here's Brennan on why that is. You know, abducting someone's kid can really add up with all the burner phones, chloroform, form and daily newspapers the victims have to hold up to prove they're still alive, we want to help keep costs low with our flat rate boxes. Plus, we guarantee shipment within two days, and for an extra $35, we can even overnight the kids' earlobe to their parents. Interesting, but my big question is, don't the boxes get all messy and bloody? Inside, yes, but the boxes are actually leak-proof to ensure that none of the blood drips out when a USPS worker is carrying it to an unsuspecting person's doorstep. And are people responding to this marketing push? I spoke to a few kidnappers and they all seemed to appreciate the convenience the USPS delivery service provides. Like this kidnapper, who asked we not use his name, who is trying to extort a Montana senator for $5 million by kidnapping his twins. I really like the ransom letter services USPS provides. It only cost me an extra three bucks to have them assemble a ransom note made out of cutout magazine letters. Here, read it. This is what happens when you snitch, last warning bitch. Looks nice, don't it? They spill it right and use my favorite colors and everything. Of course, the USPS acknowledged that not every kidnapping goes perfectly, and that's why they're reminding their kidnapper customers that if their plan goes awry, the USPS is still the unsurpassed leader in providing quick passport services if you need to flee to another country. Great stuff, Alan. OPR is Alan Potts. Thanks, Leslie. I hope you enjoyed that final advertisement for the day. For all you classically trained musicians out there, yes, that ad was in the key of G. And for those of you who couldn't bother to type in a newspaper's URL and read it for yourself, here's what else happened today.
Presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg is attempting to win over some moderate baby boomers, announcing today that while he doesn't agree with his own choice to be gay, he respects his decision. The Academy Awards are this Sunday, and in addition to honoring the year's best films and performances, the Oscars committee will also be honoring the late Alan Rickman with a posthumous snub. And if you're looking to get a little skin in the game this weekend, OPR's Oscar preview says 1917 is a guaranteed winner for Best Picture and not a bad parlay for cinematography either. Trust us, we know a guy, it's money in the bank, and all you have to do is spot us a cool 500, which you know we're good for. For The Onion and OPR, I'm Leslie Price, and this has been The Topical. We'll see you next time.